Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. It's a terrific Tuesday. It's going to be a terrific Tuesday. Can I just tell you, sometimes I feel the opposite. And this morning is hitting me right across the face in between my two eyeballs But I'm still speaking into this. It's going to be a terrific Tuesday. Let's go. That's without the F word, though. We don't. It's a family program. We don't need that. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm having to carry producer Jay right now. He's he's a bit of a mess. He gets mad at me every time I say something, so I should stop it. Because pretty soon he won't be talking to me. Oh, wait. That means he won't call me up and yawn in my ear. Just admit it. You know that's why I'm playing with you tonight because you called me up and before you even said hello, hey, how are you, what's up, you didn't even identify yourself, all I heard was a yawn in my ear. You could not have called, you like, after you yawned? It was one time. It was bad timing. Bad timing. I made the call, you answered, just happened to be in the, I can't control it. You can't control it? I could have muted, I guess, and you then could have like pulled not the been phone there. away from your mouth, or maybe called me when you were upright. It, I was actually upright. I was like on the move, out of bed, but it was it was involuntary. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I couldn't have foreshadowed it. Huh. Well, hello to you too, and good morning. <laughs> that's, about, that's what it was. I thought it was endearing. It, was it? Uh, not really. What but. if, let's say, your guy friend did it to you, your buddy? Your best buddy. You have lots of best buddies. Would you hang up on him? Mm, no, I wouldn't hang up, but I would probably would say something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't hang up, so there's that. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I almost dropped the phone. You almost hung up. <laughs> I didn't. You wanted I, to hang up. Uh, well, that's true, but I don't hang up on people unless it's something highly inappropriate. That was just annoying. It wasn't highly inappropriate. <laughs> Came from a good place. So we need to speak into producer Jay's Tuesday because he's having a hard time. But he's doing all kinds of amazing things behind the scenes. Not just audio, but some cool production. He's been posting on social media. He's actually come up with the perfect design and music for our Eminem video. Does that sound weird, Eminem? As in the rapper yeah, Eminem? Not the, not the music video. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it really. is a yeah. music video. I feel like we should bill it that way. The, new the, music the video? latest Eminem video, the <laughs> latest Eminem music video. No, is that enough? Is that false advertising? It's a little misleading, but it's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. The latest Eminem music video is on the way this hour. Jay tells me this hour. Yes. Yeah, hopefully. All right. So we've been having a bit of technical challenges behind the scenes, but 
Jay thinks he's figured it out. He's also burned a bun- a bunch of calories running around. My lungs hold up. I mean, I don't even know what to do about that. You are barely 30 years old, and you're huffing and puffing because you ran 20 yards? <laughs> you're comparing yourself to an 87-year-old man? Is that what you're doing? I guess, I guess so. Oh, my gosh. We need to put him on the IR. He's uh, he's about to be down for the count. What are the chances? Excuse me. Yeah. You all right? I need some Jack. What are the chances that producer Jay calls in sick for Tuesday night? What are the chances? Not, 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 not you. I'm asking the peeps. Knowing what you know of how producer Jay has taxed himself on this edition of the show and how the only thing he could say to me on the phone was, <laughs> pretty good, actually. Uh, I feel like there's a really good chance. I'm going to put the, oh, my gosh, he's in there coughing now. I had to say bless you to him earlier. Do you guys feel bad? Producer Jay, is he's suffering right now. Suffering. So, uh, so, you gave me day quote, which helped. Mm. So thank you for that. Stay away from the M&Ms. They do not help. Water. What, uh, it, don't touch the M&Ms. Maybe that's why I'm feeling sick, because I haven't had any M&Ms yet. I don't care if you shrivel up in a ball. If you take M&M's out of that jar, they're going to be hell prices to pay. So don't do it. I'll leave them. If I am possessing enough willpower to not eat the M&M's, then you better possess the willpower not to eat the M&M's. All right. That's fair. I can't argue it. No, you can't argue just stay away from the M&M's. The M&M music video, the latest M&M music video is coming up this hour. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, we've got our TD of the Week poll. And also, it was a runaway. Your choice for Mortification Monday. Goodness. We're about to talk about that team and that performance. Your choice. And when I say runaway, I mean overwhelming choice. Pretty clear. As we round into the final month of the NFL season, we've got the haves and we got the have-nots. And then we've got a bunch of teams that are in no man's land right now. (laughs) But you chose a team that is, well, it's a have-not and yet still may go to the playoffs. How strange is that? Welcome to the NFL 2022. So on Twitter or Facebook, we've got some goodies. We've got our new TD of the Week poll up. We've got, oh, photos. Christmas ornaments. That's all I'm going to say. There's one on Twitter. There's one on Facebook. So you have to check it out on your own. And then we also have soon the latest Eminem music video. (laughs) It's accurate. No, it's my new favorite thing. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I just finished my CBS Sports Minute, which comes early, early in the morning if you are listening on the East Coast, it's been a brutal couple weeks for quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not telling you they're the only ones getting injured, so don't misunderstand me. It's been a brutal couple weeks for quarterbacks in addition to everybody else. I mean, we know there are a lot of guys who are suffering from injuries. It's deep into the season, a lot of bumps, a lot of bruises, a lot of guys playing hurt. But quarterback is the most impactful position on the field for most teams. And we're seeing them drop like flies right now. The latest brutal injury to a quarterback happened on Monday night. Third snap for the Arizona Cardinals. 
Play fake. Murray setting up. Looking deep. Now takes off. Running to the right at the 35 at the 40. And dives to about the 44-yard line. A gain of three for Kyler Murray. And got an injured Cardinal. It's Kyler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut. Oh, no. Non-contact. He cut right, then tried to cut left, and just buckled. And there was a Patriot player right there who called to the Cardinals sideline to bring on the training staff. Doesn't look good, but um, we'll know more in the morning. You see teams go through it every week, but you lose your starter on third play of the game. Um, you know, kind of a deal, non-contact. It's just, just tough to watch and see. And um, you got to be able to rebound and uh, continue to play the game, though. Tough, right? I mean, you never want to see that happen to anybody. Um, it's tough. You never want to see that. You never want to see that, especially a non-contact. Uh, you know, I just I'm praying for him. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be walking around the field before uh, pregame and uh, just just try to bless the field and say a prayer. And you just never want to see a, a guy like that go down, especially a, a talent like that in the NFL. Uh, so I just wish him a speedy recovery. I hope uh, everything's fine. And, uh, you know, he just kind of tweaked it. And uh, he'll be back on the field sooner than, uh, rather than later. I agree with Matthew Judon, the Patriots linebacker. I hope that is the case, that what the Cardinals fear is not accurate and that the tests on this Monday night slash Tuesday morning prove to be the opposite of what they believe. But according to multiple reports, Murray has suffered a torn ACL. So you hear first from Cliff Kingsbury, then Colt McCoy, who was pressed into duty middle of a, a drive, three snaps into the Cardinals offensive game plan. Many of you were probably watching Peyton and Eli on ESPN two, like I was and their reaction in the moment, regardless of, their commentary and the jokes that they make. I mean, it was devastating for them to see as well. Stadium goes quiet. So did the Manning cast. There's really not a whole lot you can say that makes it any better. Just no. And Kyler had a, a towel over his head as he was put on the cart. And then according to Lisa Salters, he lost it in the tunnel. Once the cart got out of sight, he was in tears sobbing. I mean, we saw that with Debo Samuel on Sunday as well when the Niners feared a significant and season-ending knee injury. Turns out to not be the case. So maybe there's some hope there for Kyler, though. The Cardinals do fear the worst. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Both teams finding it a little tough to get started. Both teams with... Rushing touchdowns in the second quarter. And then because you had the Cardinals able to tack on a couple of field goals, they were leading at the break 13 to 10. And I was really impressed with the way they were able to grind it out in that first half. Obviously changing the game plan. When you go from Kyler to Colt McCoy, you're talking about two completely different skill sets. And while Coit is... uh, Coit, oh my gosh. I just... Combined his two names. While Colt has been in this position before, he started games a season even, it's still jarring. And it's a shift, one that you never really expect or are 
able to handle without some adjustment. But they had the lead at the break. And I thought, okay, we'll see. We'll see if the Patriots offense could get it going. Well, the Patriots offense did find a couple of extended drives, right? But it it's more a one step forward, two steps back. It feels like a lot of times, even when they do get into the red zone, they end up settling for field goals. They are definitely still a work in progress. The defense, though, as we've talked about with the San Francisco 49ers, as we've talked about with the Dallas Cowboys, the defense is a different story. And in the second half, the defense was flexing its muscles for New England. First and 10 shotgun snap to McCoy. Here's a shallow crossing pattern. It was caught by Hopkins. Hit at the 20. Dropped the ball. Picked up 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Grabbed and taken in by Raquan McMillan. Hopkins fumbled the ball on the sideline on a shallow cross. McMillan vacuums it in, takes it the other way. That's Doug. Big hit Doug and uh, Quan getting, you know, busy on there. You know what I'm saying? He looked like a running back out there. But, you know, um, it was just great, man. A momentum changer, you know, when we needed it. Put points up on the board and defense, you know, we just out there, you know, playing for each other and it was great. That fumble recovery, that scoop and score, first forced by Kyle Duggar, Doug, as you hear with Josh Uche, and then Raekwon McMillan. And, and I saw a quote with him where he said he looked around and all he saw was a lineman for the Cardinals. And he said, if a lineman beats me and prevents me from getting into the end zone, I should not be out here on this field. I should not be an NFL player. <laughs> so with uh, Kevin Harlan on Westwood one, that breaks a 13 all tie. And so they get a field goal drive to begin the half. And then the defense takes over middle of the third quarter. And it comes after a three and out, right? So the, the offense was hit or miss in this game. But when you get points from the defense, you take it. And you get the heck out of Dodge. And the defense wasn't done. Next Arizona drive, it's an interception by Marcus Jones, which leads to another short field for the Pats. First and goal to go, looking to expand the lead. Strong off the left hit. Jones takes the step. A give to Pierre. He runs up the middle. Lowers the shoulders. Dives in. There's a flag on the play. Now it's a touchdown, Patriots. Hopkins split left. Patriots with four defenders. Back at the 40-yard line. The snap waste time. McCoy drops back. Judon pressure. McCoy slides right. He's pressured by Wise now. Goes back to the middle. McCoy is sacked. Finishing him off on the play. The third man there for the Patriots. Patriots, Josh Uche. Josh Uche had one hell of a game. Three sacks for the Pats linebacker. And you hear the calls there with Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. I heard a post-game interview with with Josh on Westwood One, and he was giving a ton of credit to Matthew Judon, who's one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's everywhere, all the time. He's a force and a menace if you're an opposing offensive player. But it was all hands on deck in this one. I mean, the highlights, they give you multiple different names on defense for the Patriots. When they play like this, pitching a shutout in the second half, a half dozen sacks, nine extra hits, two takeaways that then are converted into 14 points. The Patriots become a lot tougher to beat. Impressive what we saw from that Pats defense, even when the offense was sputtering. I thought they did a pretty good job tonight. You know, they had, again, a lot of firepower, and you know, they 
Arizona moved the ball, but fortunately we got a couple red area stops and, and um, you know, didn't give much in the second half, so it was good. The defense obviously scored a touchdown for us, which was huge to kind of give us that lead there. And, um, uh, yeah, we want to score more points. So we'll watch the tape and see what we can do better, as always. And um, biggest thing is get the win, right? That's all we came here for. And every day you have to, to fight to win. So that's what we're, we're going to do. In this game, defense wins championships. So <laughs> uh, that's the main thing, uh, just locking in and doing what we're supposed to do and everything. And whenever we are uh, putting it all together, in all three phases, we're definitely a hard team to beat. Keeping up with the Joneses, that's Marcus uh, last there who had the interception. Mac before that, highlighting the defense and the voice of one Bill Belichick. Just as a side note, if you didn't see the Mannings, they were telling some pretty funny stories about Bill Belichick and the kind of guy he is away from the field. Uh, and then they were talking about their experiences against the Patriots as well. <laughs> Peyton, of course, loves to talk about how much he can't stand the Patriots or hates to play against Bill Belichick. And I know he's being tongue-in-cheek, but it does make for uh, a lot of fun commentary. Eli, though, just sits there with that smug smile on his face because <laughs> he got the best of the Patriots and the Giants got the best of the Patriots twice. It's really funny he brings it up about how the Giants did this in the Super Bowl or that, and Payton will eventually yell at him, stop bringing that up! <laughs> we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. They had Joe Burrow on last night, too, which was a lot of fun. He's completely different when he's not in front of a, a microphone or a, a bank of microphones at a press conference. Uh, if you haven't – actually, maybe we'll play a little bit later on. I think it would be kind of fun to bring back that video that went viral. Uh, the, was, it, was it TikTok? Was it Insta? What was it? Jay, you're much cooler when it comes to social. I'll assume Don't TikTok. you have all of these? TikTok? I don't have TikTok? You don't have TikTok? No. Well, don't get it because the Chinese are spying on you. They're probably doing that anyway. Well, but. Through Facebook. I know they're selling our information to the Chinese. But, like, TikTok is an actual Chinese social media site, is it not? I, th I think so. I did have one at one point. But no, I never made an account. I never made an account. So okay, they don't have They don't have my info. I got to tell my nieces do. because I'm going to see my nieces coming up a couple of times in the rest of this month. And one of them adores TikTok. I got to tell her the Chinese are tracking you. Just, I mean, it's a thing. Fair warning. Yeah, it's been proven. Anyway, I don't know how I just went down that rabbit hole. Sorry. TikTok, Insta, where was the video with the crying girl under the influence of drugs? The laughing gas or something. Wait, why, why did the laughing gas make her cry? <laughs> she was very emotional. Crying tear gas. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, no, she wouldn't have been talking about Joe Burrow if that was the case. Anyway, Joe Burrow was funny on the, the Mannings, on with the Mannings. He was cool. We will give you a little more reaction from Monday Night Football, but the big news is that Kyler Murray ends up with what they believe is a torn ACL. While the Patriots are able to end their two-game losing skid, they're back above 500, so every team in the AFC East is once again above 500, and they're back in playoff I don't want to say contention. They're back in playoff position. Uh, they're obviously going to be in contention all the way through unless something goes horribly wrong. But at this point, they are, in fact, a wild card team. So that's huge. As we talked about, every team is dealing with off, uh, offensive and defensive injuries and, and changes to their lineup. Ramondre Stevenson went out in this game. Um, and so that's a big blow for the Patriots. But they had other guys step up, like Kevin Harris, who had a 14-yard touchdown run. Meanwhile, the Cardinals refuse to win at home. They can't do it. They better not. Well, they're they're probably not going to the playoffs, but you wouldn't think they'd want to host a playoff game or even 
the Super Bowl, right? Like to continue the trend of home teams playing in the Super Bowl because they would get crushed. They stink at home. They're one in seven. They're pretty much through their home schedule. I don't know if they have the extra this year. I can't remember who has the extra home game in 22. Is it the AFC or the NFC? But either way, the bulk, the bulk of their home schedule, and they cannot win in Arizona. It is very strange. It's a thing. I think I actually heard on the Westwood One post game that they're 1-12 in 12 in their last 13 going back to last season at home. Mm. So even worse. I mean, the Niners played better in Arizona than did the Cardinals at the end of last season. All right, find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Vote for TD of the Week. We've got some pretty impressive candidates, as always. Check out the Christmas ornaments pretty soon. Eminem's latest music video. <laughs> Good morning to about you. To drop. Yeah, it's about to drop. See what I mean about Jay being so much cooler? It's after hours with it. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Jimmy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Third down at 12 for the Pats from the 20. 40 seconds to go and counting. One more time, Mac Jones to the knee and the second-year quarterback for the Patriots with a very productive night. 24 of 35, 235 yards passing. A big throw downfield to Hunter Henry on the put-away score. The rookies contributing. Played better. Um, you know, a tough break on the interception. That guy's arm hit, but um, I thought we, we did some things better. Still got a long way to go. Had some young players step up and uh, make some you know, significant plays in the game. So it's good to get contributions from everybody. And short week here with Vegas, and we'll just kind of keep grinding and try to be ready to go on Sunday. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You don't hear Belichick say grinding very often. Keep grinding. I like that. It seems very hip. I mean, he is hip. Just different kind of hip. I'm not hip, so what am I doing talking about anyone being hip or cool? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Bob Sosi with the final call of the Patriots pitching a shutout in the second half of their game in Arizona and a better showing from the offense. But to me, it's more in spurts. There's not a consistency over the course of an entire game. I get it. They're dealing with injuries. So I mentioned Ramondre uh, Stevenson, Dre. Uh, also, Devontae Parker leaving in this game with an injury as well. And so, yes, it's harder to find consistency. But the knock on this team has been the offense and whether or not it's reliable. Um, they definitely had to be able to plug and play so to speak, and to do it on the road, similar to what the Dolphins went through the last couple of weeks. The Patriots are playing two games now on the West Coast. So in Arizona, they're going to stay in, I think they were staying in the desert tonight or a couple of days, and then they're heading to Vegas. 
So they play the Raiders coming up next week, week 15, and that's kind of what the Dolphins did, right? They went from the Niners or from the Bay Area to, I forgot where they play. Oh, the Rams, Chargers, Rams, Chargers. <laughs> okay, that's how quickly it disappears in my brain. Chargers on Sunday Night Football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So, yes, they get enough offense to win, Their points coming off turnovers, though, in the second half, which is key. It's good work if you can get it. As for Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, still cannot win at home, and it's going from bad to worse. The self-inflicted stuff offensively was was really bad tonight. You know, the illegal shifts on big plays, you can't do that. That's uh, just unacceptable, and um, we got to be better. You know, no matter who's out there operating, no matter who's in, um, you know, obviously there's some guys that, our backups that are, are getting a lot of time, we just got to execute at a high level. And when you have a chance to make plays, you got to make them. We hurt ourselves tonight just situationally. You know, the shifting penalties that took away two explosive passes. You know, I missed Hollywood down in the red zone. Kind of a scramble, almost created play. Really wish I could have that one back. We had our opportunities, right? We had an opportunity in plus territory right before the half to kick a field goal or get points, and we didn't do it. They finished the half with a field goal and started the second half with a field goal, and all of a sudden, you know, you're tied up. Colt McCoy giving you the essentially the turning point of this game. And and he was under duress a lot, too. So, yes, had a couple of opportunities. Some were negated by penalties. But also, there were a lot of sacks, a lot of guys in his face. As I mentioned, a half dozen sacks, but also nine extra hits. A couple of takeaways in there, too. And so it seemed like... Uh, for the Cardinals, they really couldn't find much forward momentum at all outside of that one touchdown drive earlier in the game, or first half, uh, in which James Conner was able to get into the end zone. And man, did he take out a bunch of guys along the way. That was a bruising run by James Conner uh, late in the second quarter. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. The way that the way that the standings look now in the NFC still fascinates me because it's so top heavy. Um, and we're, we know about the Eagles. We're all in on the Eagles at 12 and one. They've clinched a playoff spot. The Cowboys also on a four game win streak. They're 10 and three. And then the commanders and the giants right now would both be in the playoffs. How about this? This is, I mean, this to me is unheard of. And I don't, I don't know that it's ever happened that, Two entire divisions have made the playoffs. Probably not, right? Because you're talking about the newly expanded playoffs, which would allow for three wild cards to come from a single division. But the fact is, if the playoffs start today, they don't. Just humor me. If the playoffs started today, the entire NFC East and the entire AFC East would be in the playoffs. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy, Jay. That is crazy. I mean, especially considering we thought what the West would be the powerhouses this year and it's the East. Wait, no, wait a minute. Would the Jets be out or in? That's my... Oh, depending on the last night's Patriots result. Actually, I'm not. They were, okay, I believe so t- they were in seven. Okay, so, okay, so I, I lied then. We would have seven of the eight teams from the East the divisions. Right, because the Pats would now be the seventh seed, which means they leapfrogged the Jets. Okay, so I, I totally lied. Wait, it's still we, possible. Do we have to take that out of the podcast? No. It's, <laughs> well, you're going to leave it in there? I sound like an idiot. You're going to leave it in there? All right. Take it out. <laughs> well, then people are going to hear this part about me sounding like an idiot, and then all of a sudden they're going to wonder what happened. 
They're going to know we doctored the evidence. <laughs> did you just threaten to hit the dump button? <laughs> I didn't. It's fine. You can leave it in there. It's an honest mistake. I was think because because on Sunday the Jets were in. Well, yeah, up until up until this last result. Right, Patriots just bumped them out. But still, the the fact remains that if the playoffs started today, we would have seven of eight teams from the East divisions into the bracket. That's wow, it's crazy. It doesn't leave a lot of room for anybody else, does it? If you think about it, then it would only be division leaders from the other division. So. Minnesota Vikings, it's it's also really interesting how the team has 10 wins and yet no one's taking them seriously, or very few people are taking them seriously. Inside their own locker room, their parents, their their families. Vegas, they were underdogs at home or in the, on the road against Detroit last week. Right, right. A team Five that wins to 10 wins. is super hot right now, though. So the Vikings are at 10-3, and three, a division leader. The Buccaneers are 6-7. and seven. They have the same record as the Lions. And the Niners are at 9-4, and four, but the Seahawks who are the only other team in the NFC that has a winning record outside of the East, of course, they would be on the outside looking in. So, yeah, you'd have the entire NFC beast. I hate ties. Have I mentioned that? I hate ties in pro sports. Um, But you'd also have three of the four teams in the AFC East, along with the Ravens and the Bengals, the Titans, and the Chiefs. So the Chargers would be on the outside looking in. Still four weeks to go. Four weeks and a lot of holidays. Are you an eggnogger? Are you an eggnogger? I'm not an eggnogger. Am I an eggnogger? Jay, you're the only other person here. Well, we, I asked this question. <laughs> I asked Amy anything. I think two weeks ago, do you like eggnog? Or let me just last week, do you like eggnog? No, I don't. It's too sweet for me. It's too sweet and rich for me. I like regular eggs, just not eggs with nog yeah i had said that i had never really had it before hmm. I've never i guess tried i wasn't it. listening yeah i get that a lot <laughs> <laughs> i'm just teasing it was really more of a question for the peeps but you were looking right at me and not responding so i thought because well, I, I thought we had i thought you knew my stance on eggnog or my not really stance but, just... pst, the rest of the audience might not know i suppose i was just why well, i wasn't sure if you were asking me this is such great radio right now. I mean, I get, this tremendous. is award-winning radio right now. Anyway, uh, if you want to check out the Christmas ornaments, there's one up on Twitter, A-Law Radio. There's also one on our Facebook page. Each of them have significance, but I, I put the two different photos up so that you'd have to look for both. <laughs> Pretty soon. Wait, is Eminem posted or no? Hey, Brad Heller, are you a fan of Eminem? Eminem the rapper. Eminem the candy, yes. Eminem the rapper, yeah, I don't. I don't not like him, but I wouldn't say, you know, he's top of my playlist. Well, the other M&Ms are, Jay, can you shake the jar? They're about to release a, mi- a music video with with producer Jay as their their main man. So you're going to have to check out our social because I think you're going to want to see our, our M&M music video. Was he able to line up the actual voices of the M&Ms from the, <laughs> from the commercials? I Jay. mean, it's probably a very big budget there, but I, I would be all into listening well, so to that. There's a different voice for this video, but I, just trust me, you're, you're going to want to hear it. It's very unique. I don't think anyone's ever done this before. <laughs> okay, I'm all I'm all up for original content. So. Okay, good. And the whole cool. point of the video is that you have to guess the number of M&Ms in the jar. <laughs> no, no, you're going to shake it, like rattle it around a little more. Come on, let's get Can't some, like, too yes, you can. Brad's not going to get it. Come on. There you go. Yeah, okay, that sounds like there's more than four in there. There's definitely more than four. Okay. And neither one of us have had any to eat, though I'm very tempted. 
I just, I've got to put them under lock and key. So, yeah, you're going to want to check it out because it's got a special music interlude to go along with it. Can't wait. Okay, good. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat him. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom steps center salting into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Detroit Lions. Second down and five Lions from the Viking 41. Golf play action fake. Time in the pocket. Looks, looks. Throws deep downfield. Got a man wide open. Inside the five. Caught. End zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Jamison Williams. Welcome to Detroit, young man. How about that? 41 yards. That's the 12th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. He's keeping that football in his hands as well. The Cincinnati Bengals. First and 10 at the Cleveland 45-yard line. Burrow catches a high snap. Now it's a flea flicker. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a man open. Over the shoulder catch. Trenton Irwin at the 6. Touchdown, Bengals, the flea flicker executed to perfection as Burrow gave it to Mixon. He flipped it back to Joe, and Joey Franchise launched it perfectly down the middle of the field for the touchdown strike to Trenton Irwin. The San Francisco 49ers. Kittle motions to the right of Purdy in the backfield. Ayuk slot of inside of McCaffrey left. Jennings and uh, Ray Ray are right. Purdy going to throw for the end zone for McCaffrey. Makes the catch for a touchdown. What an adjustment there by Christian McCaffrey. The Buffalo Bills. First down. Bills have it at the Jets' 24-yard line. Josh lines up shotgun. Now the snap. Allen looks, looks, fires it downfield, caught by Dawson, knocks at the eight, dives into the end zone, he is in! Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo! Dawson Knox was wide open, and he sailed over a defender to get into the end zone. A 24-yard touchdown strike. Ah, so good, so good. And yes, we did leave out some worthy candidates for our TD of the week. In fact, Michael wants to know, where's Tyreek Hill's scoop and score? One of the oddest fumble recoveries for a touchdown you'll ever see. But, yes, the Dolphins get that, though they do not win, which is why we started with touchdowns from winners. We want winners. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You can vote for TD of the Week on our show Twitter, aptly named After Hours CBS, or on Facebook. We've got Dan Miller on Lions Radio. Jamison Williams held on to that football until he gave it to his dad, which is really cool. First career NFL catch, first career NFL touchdown, and the Lions are, well, they're soaring right now. I know Lions don't soar. Unless they're jumping off a cliff, then they most definitely soar. Uh, the Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham call. Wait, what? why are you? Griffins, right? Don't they have wings? Lions with wings? <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> you should have seen the light bulb go on above Jay's head. It's like I knew something was in his brain because his facial expression completely changed. <laughs> I just remember there's a line with wings, and I, I, I'm i pretty sure. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Cincinnati. Back to Cincinnati and the Bengals. <laughs> a flea flicker from Joe Burrow. It was pretty sweet. That was a rough go against the Browns initially offensively, but the Bengals found their stride. And that's Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham on Bengals Radio. For the Niners, it's Greg Papa and it's Brock Purdy. Purdy cool. Now, how many jokes do you think have been made with his last name in it over the last, I don't know, 48 hours? A pretty good amount, I'd say. A pretty, a pretty good, good amount. amount. A pretty good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is his best friend right now, and the Niners are undefeated since the CMC trade. And so that's humongous. And then Dawson Knox from Josh Allen. First touchdown for the Bills against the Jets in the snow. It was a somersault up and over. It was pretty sweet. John Murphy on Bills Radio. So, yeah, we don't have the – this is uh, almost sacrilegious. We don't have the touchdown with Patrick Mahomes flipping a ball underhand to Jarek McKinnon, who then races, what was it, 56 yards for the touchdown? That was insane uh, in what was a battle against the Denver Broncos, although initially they raced out to a 27-0 lead. We also don't have, as I say, the Tyree kill, scoop, and score. We don't even have the game-winning touchdown by Ezekiel Elliott. Doesn't get stuffed with 41 seconds to go by the Texans. Instead, he gets into the end zone and, and kind of bails out the rest of uh, the Cowboys, who really had struggled against the Texans most of that game. 57 minutes, I think, uh, one listener posted on our Facebook page. So check it out. You can do what you need to do with the voting. It's very spirited in the early stages. Again, on Twitter or on Facebook. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I wanted to pass this along because it's a big deal. Mentioned that the Niners thought potentially they had lost uh Debo Samuel for the year with a knee injury. As it turns out, it's a high ankle sprain and a PCL sprain, but he's likely to be back before the end of the regular season, which is huge. So just want to pass along some positive news because a lot of what we share with you this time of the year is about negative and players lost for the year. The Niners beat up on the Buccaneers and maybe you heard the report that Tom Brady wouldn't even shower after the game. He just wanted everybody to get on the team plane so they could get the bleep out of there. He was that upset that even personal hygiene took a back seat. But he did his podcast on Monday with Jim Gray. Let's go on Sirius XM. I was responsible for two of the turnovers that were terrible throws and missed Mike opening the end zone for a touchdown, Miss Scotty down the field. So, you know, just look at myself and realize I, I got to do a lot better than that in order to win. It was a tough loss, long flight home, night sleep, as you would expect. So just dealing with it today and going to try to try to move on to, uh, you know, as these all these weeks are, they get to be short weeks when you're this time of the year. But, um, you know, it's just going to keep battling. So Tom Brady with Jim Gray on the Let's Go podcast. Yeah, it definitely was a tough go for them as it has been. Um, It seems like even when they do win games, it's only because they've snatched victory from the jaws of defeat and they wait until the very last second uh, to be able to do it. So pretty tough. Uh, I... I know that they could very well win the NFC South and end up hosting a playoff game in the opening weekend. Um, But if they play the way that they are right now, it doesn't really matter. They'll be alive for one round of the postseason, and then they'll be done. 
So that's Tom Brady on Let's Go. Um, and, and he says there's there's nobody else to blame. I mean, this is our fault, right? We're, we're not looking around and going, hey, uh, it's this guy or it's the scheduling or it's injuries. Nah, it's, this, is, this is firmly and squarely on the locker room. Look, they're calling the plays as they see them. I'm not going to – I've never bitched about the officiating in 23 years. I'm not going to start now. And they're trying to get it right. Salty. I always believe they're trying to get it right, just like us players are trying to get it right. And when it doesn't go right – you know, it sucks for everybody. I'm, I'm sure they always want to make the right calls, and we always want to make the right plays. And It's just a lot of the way that things are now. There's more. Uh, specifically, he was talking about roughing the passer penalties and feeling like those calls very often bail out an offense uh, and, and bail out bad football because guys are maybe missing a block on the O-line or it's a tight end or it's a running back or someone who's not picking up uh, on on the blitz or picking up on what's coming and a quarterback gets leveled and automatically because it looks like a tough tackle, there's a flag. And he says it shouldn't be that way. Same thing with, with um, pass interference calls, right? That uh, it's kind of gotten out of control. So there's a lot there with Tom Brady. Maybe we'll sprinkle in more, but he's definitely salty these days, refusing to shower. This is, uh, Jay, why are you pointing at me? Just say it. Whatever it is that you want to say, just say it. That's Defensive Player of the Week. Oh, let's go. Okay, we've left time. So I wanted to talk about the Washington Capitals, but I suppose we can save that for tomorrow night. Uh, instead Or tonight, uh, whatever. You wanted to do Defensive Player of the Week. Let's go. Well, it's actually hockey-related. Chris Letang returned uh, the other day. For after suffering his second stroke. Yes. Okay. Would and you like the, to? Yeah. Okay. What, do you have a highlight for me, or it's a it's a soundbite? Come on. I let's feel pretty good. Uh, I had a chance to to have good skates uh, with Ty and um, work on the conditioning. So when I get back into a game, I feel good. Well, it is good to see Chris Letang back on the ice. That's huge. Um, certainly, when you're talking about a stroke versus say hockey. Um, you know, we're, we're talking life or death and that's much more important. So good for Jay singling him out. And we'll talk about the capitals on our next show. Our defensive player of the week is sponsored by the Navy federal credit union who proudly supports the armed forces, DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at navyfederal.org. There's a lot happening outside of football. It just seems like football is so domineering. It's that drives the bus all the time, but I'm glad for Chris. You can imagine that having hockey to look forward to, or in the case of really any athlete who's kept away from his team for a stretch because of medical or family, that there can be solace in returning to the field, the court, the ice. So that's huge. Uh, Good to see him back out there. Long time, long time member of the NHL community who got a lot of support. Vote for TD of the Week on Twitter, on Facebook. We're back tonight for our hump show, Survive Your Tuesday. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.